and welcome back to Ready Comic Troll. If you enjoy what you're listening to, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. I'm John. I'm the Gentleman Stormtrooper. I'm Anthony, and I think I just hot glued my hands to this prop. And joining us today are special guests. My name is Cody Dickinson, and I'm the ringleader of the Cosplay Carnival. My name is Steven Rodriguez, also known as S15 Costuming, and... Do you think God stays in heaven because he too lives a fear of what he's created here on Earth? And we'd like to thank both of you for coming on. This episode is going to be all about conventions and cosplay. Quick question. What do you think? What are we coming on? What? That sounds very lewd. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, this is a Christian Minecraft server. (laughs) I don't want you to swear. (laughs) Oh, Steven. I mean, unless you want to turn this into an Australian one, by all means, you didn't swear enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking crikey. Feel better? <laughs> sure. Go for it. Well, yeah, we definitely wanted to have the both of you on, especially considering you guys were both winners of this recent cosplay contest that was held at Comic-Con Revolution. Uh, but what would you? Uh, let's give you guys a moment to go ahead and let everybody know kind of your backgrounds and just, uh, just all about you two. Okay. All right. Um, well, being... I have only been cosplaying for about a year now. Actually, this tomorrow will actually be my um, very f- one-year anniversary to uh, deciding that I wanted to start cosplay. Happy cosplay! So, and thank you. It actually means a lot to me because literally today I uh, just passed 300 likes. I mean, it may not seem like a lot, you know, and compared to a lot of other cosplayers, but in one year's time, I've gotten over 300 likes and. A lot of good friends came out of it already, so I really can't wait for the next couple of years to see where it brings me. Absolutely. I mean, any kind of momentum is just that, just trying to make sure that you're you're getting somewhere with it, right? Yeah, of course. You know, it's been a lot of fun, and I'm just, I'm so excited to see where else this brings me. And where can people find a lot of your work? Well, uh, I am actually, my uh, Facebook page would be uh, Cody's Cosplay Carnival. I also have, my Instagram is Cosplay Carnival 365 I actually came up with the uh, cosplay carnival like idea um, because I actually am a sideshow performer too. I actually swallow swords, I breathe fire, I walk on broken glass, I do all that kind of fun stuff. So I thought, hey, why don't I just take both of them and put them both together? See, it. and it worked out pretty well. A true performer. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 definitely. I've definitely been I've been performing professionally for about six years. Oh wow. I, I definitely can't say that. I, I think uh, myself and Anthony have, well, Anthony a little bit longer than me. I, I've done a little bit of cosplay here and there over the past few years, small stuff, and we'll, we'll probably go over that later in the cast. Anthony, pretty much the same way. He's done a couple things, but six years in performing and then a year dedicated, you know, with uh, cosplay. That, that's that's really amazing. Thank you. And then, uh, and then of course, we have Steven. I yeah. guess we got to talk about <laughs> him. It's got to go over. We'll have to. <laughs> No, I was going to say, like, compared to, like, you guys, I feel like a fucking old man. (laughs) Like, I've been, like, I've been cosplaying since, like, 2011. Yeah, and I've seen your accolades, like, just win after win, best in show, if not, like, close. Like, I mean, the reason I initially got into cosplay, honestly, it was more of a therapy because when I was a lot younger, okay, I will say I do have, um, I do have autism, well, high-functioning autism, at least. Mm Mm-hmm. It's been borderline Asperger's, but it's, uh, the doctors can't figure it out. I've been on too much medication to tell. But um, point is, um, it actually started in high school because I was also very antisocial when I started before I even did all this. Like it was with a mix of that and anger management. It was uh, cosplay and actually helped me 
break out of that shell and help me improve as a person. Oh, that and even as an cool. artist. No, that that sounds really cool. I mean, I, I have heard of scenarios where people use cosplay as that outlet to kind of you know, put yourself out there and grow past, uh, you know, helping you mingle in with more and get past that anti, um, you know, social, social aspect. aspects of, of life. Well, you, f you find an outlet, you find a group of people that you really can relate to and they can understand you. And I think that's a wonderful thing. And that's what, one of the many things I really appreciate about the cosplay community. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. No, oh, yeah. I was going to say, actually, in, I believe it was Steven, when, when we were at the con, uh, just to kind of show, how great the community can be uh when we were just kind of striking up small conversation uh you know you just went ahead and we're telling anthony hey you know these are small little tips and stuff like that that i've done and gained over the years uh it, you know just those little tips of the trade to show an experience and you know show anthony hey this is what you can get up to too yeah i, I was watching your actually i was watching your highlight video on youtube from the con. Mm -hmm. And I, when I heard that part, I'm like, oh my God, they actually remember me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, um, sometimes you do have to look out for one another because maybe, especially for newer cosplayers, because some people may be intimidated, especially nowadays when cosplaying has become, I feel like it's become very mainstream, especially when like that show Hero Cosplays came out and such. Mm -hmm. And yeah. honestly, it's not the same as it used to be. Like before, it was just a bunch of, a bunch of nerds like going to cons and dressed up Superman and such. But now it's become very competitive. It's been very – so there's usually drama in the community as well. It's become a really big popularity contest. What I've seen is now what it's about, it's about the uh, people that are, you know, that realize, hey, I, you know, can do this and I can do that. Oh, I could be that popular kid. And I think it's kind of defeated the purpose of cosplay. I mean – I personally find cosplay just to be a great way to get into the community, be a character that you loved while growing up, or do something benefiting for your community. Yeah, I mean, especially on that point, Cody, uh, I remember you telling me before that you actually go to children's hospitals in cosplay and actually perform. And that's it's huge. Yeah. Yeah, actually, the third of this month, I think, which is tomorrow that we're, you know, at this date that we're recording this, um, yeah. that, uh, we, uh, I'm actually going over to St. Mary's Children's Hospital as the Green Lantern. And, uh, I'll be going over there and, uh, you know, just trying to get kids to smile and everything. I went there last year as a juggler. I, I juggle, you know, with my car, with my uh, circus stuff I do. And I went there last year and, uh, it was called the Superhero Carnival. And, uh, before we got started, the, uh, director of the event came up to all of us and told us, Hey, look, you guys, um, just want to let you guys know that you guys are going to add things today. You guys are going to see a lot of parents that need to, you know, be cheered up. You guys are going to see a lot of kids that are very sick. And then what just broke my heart was one of the, then, uh, she proceeded to say is some of these kids won't make it to the next superhero carnival. And, um, and that just broke my heart immediately. So I was sitting there like, oh my God, you know, okay, I got to turn it up. So I juggled my heart out for a good three hours. And then they announced, hey, out comes, here comes the superheroes. And I'm like, all right, cool, cool. And I've always been interested in cosplay. I just never really took the leap into getting into it. And, uh, everybody started gathering around like the entrance and everything. And all the heroes started coming out. There's a man named, um, 
Jeff Ritter from Jeffro's Heroes. Oh, him. He does. Oh, yes, yes. Je- yeah, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff Ritter. He was there. Yeah, he does a great Captain America. Yes, he does. He also does a great Batman. He has a good Wonder. Uh, he has a good um, Batgirl. Also a great um, Superman. So him and his group came out first, and I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, awesome. And then they started, like, getting some other cosplayers out there. And, I, and I, I'm not one to be, like, super competitive in that sense kind of thing. But whenever it's for children that, that without a doubt in their mind, they should be thinking that they're really talking to the real superhero, you know? You want to look and sound um, the part. Get into that character. Yes, exactly. So then they had... So they had a couple people come in, and they're like, here comes the Incredible Hulk. And it was some dude in a green shirt and purple pants. Oh, no. And I was like, and I was oh, like, no. immediate, and I was like, oh, my God, why? Don't even say you guys had the Hulk. Yeah. It's <laughs> like Bruce Banner, like, no, no, no. like on Adderall. Was, yeah. No, the worst thing was he wasn't even wearing a mask. Uh, really? Yes, it was just some black dude in a green shirt and purple pants. It was casual Banner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So, so I, at that point, I was like immediately turned off by it. I'm like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. And then, like, one big thing now, now that like, now here comes Iron Man, and I'm like, okay, cool. They must have an Iron Man cosplayer then. And the dude comes out, and now no hatred to the to this dude. You know, I don't know who he was. I didn't really get his information because I was seething at this point. Um, dude comes out with an Iron Man suit that's made out of cardboard and red duct tape. Oh, so you're trying to do like and the I mean, cosplay on the budget thing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At least the at least there was the thought was there. Yes, no, no, yeah, the thought was there, and I loved it that the thought was there. So I give them mad respect for that. But the problem is, is whenever you're looking at these kids and literally just being told, "Hey, look, some of these kids won't survive to the next one," that kid should not have two seconds of a guess to think that that's not the real Iron Man. The person should at least just come out as Tony Stark because then all you have to do is just yes, slap exactly. a circle on your chest. Yeah. <laughs> Sharpie on a goatee and, that's, and, and that's sunglasses. And that's what I would have loved to see because he actually did have the facial hair. Okay. And oh, he took see? off his helmet and he, he took off the helmet. He had the body type. He had the, you know, the head of hair for it. He had the facial hair. But... I'm like, dude, you should have just came out as Tony Stark. It was, uh, so, it was, yeah. he was actually playing Tony Stark after he just filed bankruptcy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, you mean that, after, that was his character. Are you sure it's not after the end of Iron Man 3 when they are, all the suits blew up? It's like, well, I needed to get something for these kids. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it could be that. Now, now, again, like, you know, I have no hatred to people, you know, that whose skill levels do not match up to, you know, a curtain standard that, I think personally that these kids deserved so much more. Yeah, it was just the context of the situation. It's exactly like yes, yes. Like, if on. you wanted to bring that to a con, rock on, dude. You go ahead, do whatever you want, jump around, you know. But if it's for the context of trying to make little kids happy like this, I think that he should have, you know, been more mature in the sense of not to wear the suit. No, absolutely. So, yeah. So that's this. That's the time whenever I decided, hey, I'm gonna start cosplaying. So, I came up with my first Mister Freeze. So my first cosplay, I was actually at a SuperCon 2017, and uh, Danielle Debu, I think her name is. Uh, she's an awesome cosplayer. She actually gave me my first Judges Award. Nice. Oh wow. And then uh, immediately after that, I went over to um, what is it? A couple other different cons and everything. But all I know is right now, I mean, I got Paradise City Comic Con 2018 Best Original Character with my Borrower Night. Nice. Um, I got Best Comedy at Holiday Matsuri with my um, Glowing Ghoul. 
And I got Comic-Con's Revolution, uh, best TV slash movie character. As of right now, I'm six for six. For every single con I have entered into a competition, I have left with something. That's nice. Nice. And Steve... I know you, you have a similar story because, like I said, I, I've looked – I did a little bit of research because even though <laughs> the first time we met each other was at Comic-Con Revolution, uh, I was blown away. I mean the bumper sword. As a huge Fallout fan, to see you actually make that come to life and it, it has some heft to it like I mentioned in the, the whole review of the uh, convention. But it's still – the fact that you made that out of EVA foam, the fact that it's as lightweight as it is is still a, an impressive work of art. And same thing Thanks. with you, you, Cody, with Mr. Freeze. Um, Thank you. I'll probably have to ask you for some tips and where you got some of your supplies too, because it was just fantastic. You both definitely earned the rewards that you won. And Thank you. Uh, speaking of which, so we all, that's kind of where we all met was at Comic-Con Revolution. And it's the yeah. first time they've actually done it here in West Palm Beach, which is interesting because uh, 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 John and I being from the area, you really don't see a lot of conventions or any like, anything cool as far as events concerned coming down. So we definitely had to check it out and see how it is. Because last time there was something was a few years ago, which was PalmCon, which unfortunately ended up in a huge disaster. Yeah. Oh, no, I can name something, a con much worse that went in disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Remember, you got... You remember yeah. Shock Pop Comic Con? I, I've heard of it. <laughs> Let me tell you what, how much fucking garbage that convention is <laughs> please go Keep on in mind they did this at the Broward convention center you okay. know where supercon doesn't nowadays but this was before they pushed back the checkpoint because before then you know how you have to enter the parking garage yeah that's where the homeland security checkpoint for poor everglades is at so <laughs> a lot of parents are going to bring their kids they couldn't bring them because oh they don't have ids you can't take them to the parking garage oh, oh chris so... I, I do gotta ask though is it worse than DashCon? Oh no! DashCon. <laughs> Here's the difference between Dash in context of fucking DashCon to uh, fucking uh, Shock Pop. DashCon was a Tumblr convention that the 20k fucking ball pit. Yeah, no, but Shock Pop pit. honestly Never was more forget. Ponzi scammy because they they paid to get these actors down. Actually, if I can look up the I'll look up the guest list right now. But point is, the venue was I've never you know it's like when you walk into some place and you're just like oh I I spent good money. I was quite the opposite when I walked into that <laughs> venue. It was like, God, I wasted $35. Oh, I know. Honestly, like I said, uh, um, I know we were kind of talking a little bit before the cast started. And um, with stuff like Megacon, uh, sometimes it, it's it's iffy with whether you want to go to a major con just because of – I think the biggest drawback to something like a Megacon is – the volume of people, even though it's so good to see mm -hmm. that many people and that many cosplayers and so much different stuff, you know, the, the, the vendor room is huge, but the shoulder to shoulder not being able to get through anything is a little bit daunting, but yeah, always still a fun event though. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The huge issue for me is because that's actually one of the first time John got like really into cosplaying is I somehow managed to rope them into doing a Team Fortress 2 group. So we mm -hmm. had John go as the heavy. We had Mike goes the scout, and I went as the pyro. So for me, it was a major hassle because I actually made a full-size, two-scale flamethrower, the back burner to be more specific. So cool. getting around people carrying this big, massive, heavy flamethrower of devastation was kind of tricky. Well, don't get me wrong, though. I, I actually crafted, which did not survive the entire journey, uh, Sasha the Gatling gun. So yes. <laughs> that, was, that was always fun. 
Um, uh, but with the Comic Con Revolution, again, it, it's new, relatively new. It's a small venue. We weren't really sure what to expect, but I could say, at least on our part, we were pleasantly surprised by what we've seen. I mean, the panels really weren't anything to write home about. But again, this is its first year. It's a small venue. Uh, they had some really cool media guests. We actually got to chat up with a few different people. And it was great, just, again, to get get more involved in the community and speak with uh, great people like you guys. Well, I was going to say, and that, that's the that's the other side of the coin with something like uh, the West Palm Beach Comic Con Revolution. Yeah, it was a smaller size, but the fact that you kind of had a little bit more space to 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 move and not be crowded, and uh, I think that it, it also gives a little bit more time to meet people in the community to actually kind of get those more one-on-ones with uh, the media guests and kind of make some connections and build a community. No, yeah, I completely agree. If there's one thing that uh, Palm Beach has actually been really good at is, is, is the community that we actually have over here because we don't have a lot of cons at PalmCon. Unfortunately, PalmCon last year kind of, you know, fell apart last minute. But let me tell you, I actually personally know Marvin, uh, the owner of PalmCon, and uh, he's a great guy, and he's actually in talks right now of actually trying to get PalmCon back off the ground. So the reason why I was so eager to come to Comic-Con Revolution was to support another local con, you know? I mean, yeah, I know they're from, like, Ontario or something, but uh, but it was really cool to see a con to go, hey, you know what, let's go somewhere in West Palm because anything for us over here in West Palm, it's like, we got Miami, we got Fort Lauderdale, we got Orlando. Those are kind of like the three big spots where cons happen from us. Yeah, and they're a drive. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they are. And they're a drive to go to, you know, either like a one-day con or, you know, or like, you know, a small anime convention. Yeah, Jose, at least for me, going to West Palm Revolution was going to be a mission because init- I don't have a car. I have to get a ride on someone or take a lift. Or no, I'm sorry, a tri-rail. The problem is I had to ditch the tri-roll idea because, you know, unfortunately with... Your bumper sword? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I had, a back, I had a different prop I was in the brain, but ultimately it was because of the incident in Parkland that I was... Oh, I yeah. decided to get mm-hmm. it because I figured, you know, tensions are still a little bit high, and I figured with me, even though I had, I was going to put everything in, like, tote bags and just fold them up and put them in my t- lunchbox... Mm. You didn't want to be that creepy guy that jumped onto a train with six oh. different containers? Uh, I mean, I've gone on the tri-rail on cosplay before. That's not that's not new to me. It's the, the problem rack. is, in context of like me wearing armor and uh, after this incident that happens, like you know what, it's probably yeah. not a good idea to do this right now. You so wanted to ask. take the the smart, safer route. No, yeah, completely, completely respectable. Was, you know, what I mean? the route that does not get me shot. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't Despite cause... what that armor says, it's not actually bulletproof. Yeah, right. Who would have known? <laughs> Very true. But um, I would I would like to say at least about the con itself. I had a good time. I was. It's a shame I didn't get a time to go talk to him. I really wanted to meet um the voice actor for Dom. Like, yeah. Because um, honestly, he would have been the only reason I gone up there. Other than you know support seeing another show because all the all the other shows you are down here are either Broder shows or you know Mizukan or ha- ha- Chibi I'm sorry. Ha- um. Anime EY, my apologies. And there was a good <laughs> shows and all, but it's like, I want to see something new. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, Because, you know, it's the same show over and over again. You can kind of get bored of that. Yeah. But um, I would say the venue, the the vendor hall was great. I would like to have seen at least a game room because, you know, yes, that's one of the... Yes, that is definitely something. Yeah, the longevity of people that were, like, 
like trying to get people to stay at the con was definitely not there. After you roamed the floor maybe twice, you were basically done with the con. Yeah, the funny thing is, is John actually made that joke because we're like, we're walking around. It's like, yeah, it's great now, but now we've practically seen everything. But to, yeah. to that point that you guys mentioned, funny enough, we're going to do everything in our power, especially if we grow in time, to try and host our own game room or at the very least a panel for Comic-Con Revolution next year. That'd if I were you I would start with a panel, start small and then go from there. Yeah, but we definitely want to do some kind of event because that's, that's we agree with you that at a game room or just having somewhere where you can have some kind of either board games, video games, something would have been great. Hell, you could even do like a, uh, a Smash tournament, you know, something to get the kids uh, involved. Oh, yeah, that would – oh, well, well, just survive kids because my roommate – is a killer at Smash. Yeah. And he's like 26, so... <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where either a game room or the panel... Well, our panel would probably... It would definitely be an 18 and up crowd just because of the fact that, you know, we fucking swear. <laughs> but, no. the, but game rooms nah, themselves, man. always a plus when it comes down to a con just because, one, you can meet a whole bunch of people. Two, you're going to see a lot of different games and kind of experience and some stuff. I know we had talked about one time... Um, uh, Anthony, I believe it was you, you went to a con, went into one of the game rooms, uh, met some of the gamers that were playing and they were the ones who kind of helped you a little bit uh with some of your fighting uh you know controls for fighting games and stuff like that yeah no that's um one of the uh new to shibuden uh fighting games i forget it will will knows it best but yeah that's where i learned how to play kasame a little bit better and then again it's a, just another situation where people can come together with an interest and get to know one another and just further build that community. So yeah. again, that's definitely what we're going to try and do as far as Comic-Con Revolution is concerned. But yeah, it seems like we all really had a good time with it. Uh, of course, again, like we mentioned before, still like blown away by both of your cosplays and you guys won in what uh, well-deserved. Right. I participated, uh, unfortunately didn't win, but again, compared to like everybody else, I kind of saw that coming, which is why I had to go a different route and had to oh, give a speech instead. <laughs> no, no, let me tell you what. I have seen so many curveballs in a cosplay contest oh. drive you freaking insane. So oh, like, never gotta... count yourself out. Like, because whenever I got my first judges award and my first cosplay ever with my Mr. Freeze, I mean, I wasn't really expecting to win anything because I was looking at people. I was seeing some crazy stuff. I mean, you were there. Uh, I remember running into you. I mean, we see each other at cons all the time. We just kind of give like that nod to each other like, hey, I see you all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the in passing, like, I remember it's you. It's also weird when you're like, when you're out of cosplay and you're like, who, do, who are you? Yeah, right? <laughs> oh. You got you guys remember each other by costume, not by name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's why I at least like my Fallout cosplay because fun because you can customize your own character. You don't have to really do that much. Yes. That makeup and you're good. Well, yeah, no, yeah. Original characters is like one of like the best things to be able to do something that's customizable. Like with my characters, I create. I come up with characters that are, you know, somewhat to lore, but still also get to have some creativity with it, which I think is like one of the biggest essences of cosplay. Like if you look at any of my versions of Mr. Freeze, there's no like, you know, two lore version that you see that written or in a show or in a movie. But is immediately when you look at it, you go, well, that's Mr. Freeze. Just like your Fallout character. You still have that yeah. look and it's still iconic enough that people recognize who you are. That's something I kind of struggled with. Despite having the Grey Warden uh, insignia on my chest and even the Kuzland heraldry on my shield, 
And then we, John still laughs because we had people Hey, going, generic night. Yeah. As I'm walking past, I hear parents like say to their kids, oh, hey, look at that night. And it's like, they're not wrong because Grey Wardens are a form of night. They're more of an elite night. But only like, I think three or four people are like, oh, hey, you're the warden from Dragon Age. And I'm like, thank fuck. At least somebody knows who <laughs> oh, I it am. It could be worse, though. It could be worse. I think when I was at an event, they, when, when my old well, previous vault suit, some grandma confused me for a minion. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I guess it's because of the goggles, maybe yeah. I have my head. But I'm not wearing. I'll, and I felt bad because she was like a sweet old lady, but it's like, oh my god! No. Uh, well, one of the worst things is whenever people will like so confidently say who you are. Like in your case, I bet you that old lady came up and just went, "Oh, look at the moon!" And you're like, "No, I didn't say banana." <laughs> I actually had that happen to me at Me- the MegaCon where we did the uh, the group for Team Fortress 2, which I unfortunately never actually got a chance to be a part of. Haha, ha, I did. Yeah. <laughs> when, are you, when are you guys going to do it again? Uh, uh, we're we're going to do – obviously, we're, we plan on going to like MegaCon uh, coming up. But I don't know if we're doing like another team aspect of anything. Yeah. I, I'm either going to do something uh, – uh, an original character from Star Wars trying to do some kind of – Sith and and build on that, or even go back is what I've traditionally done, which was uh, gentleman stormtrooper because I actually have, um, you know, it, it's a little bit cheating. I understand, and I'll probably get shamed for this, but I have <laughs> a replica a stormtrooper helmet, and then I just kind of, you know, I suit myself up. I, I wears a nice business up. suit. Yeah, and then <laughs> you take off the helmet and it's low. No, you take off the helmet and it's low key Jar Jar Binks. Oh, oh no. 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 Blasphemy. <laughs> okay, okay, so real talk, real talk. Am I the only one that genuinely likes Jar Jar Binks in this chat? Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> and you should be shamed. Shame. Shame. I think he's a funny Shame. character. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, but uh, what happened? Jar Jar Binks is cool. No. No. <laughs> we respect your opinion. We just absolutely disagree with it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she thinks, Dad. <laughs> I don't respect your opinion in that one. <laughs> oh. um, so at MegaCon, with the Team Fortress 2 uh, setup, I was actually, like I said before, the pyro. And two things I got walking down back to the hotel was, hey, Ghostbuster, or hey, Exterminator. <laughs> I, could say, I could also say Janitor. No, no. Yeah. No. Hey. Uh, as far Wait, as, for who? For his pyro cos, uh, cosplay. He says I would be a janitor, whatever. <laughs> uh, we don't have anything necessarily planned as, as far as either cosplay or cons, uh, except for, like I said, Megacon. I've already booked a hotel. I'm going to try and get the <clears throat> actual tickets to go. Not sure what I'm doing cosplay-wise. Personally, I'm either probably going to do uh, maybe a group thing with John to where I'm if I'm going to do Star Wars, I'm going to do an Old Republic Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. A Jedi Guardian to go to his Just Sith. confirming which Old Republic? Huh? Which Old Republic? No, Knights of the Old Republic. Like oh, the, not the EA one, right? Not the EA one. No. <laughs> Just dress as a vending – just dress as like a, an ATM and just give, give me money. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> no, no, just Mr. Krabs. I'm sorry. Mr. Krabs and yeah. EA. You know, well, what we got to do is Mr. Mr. Krabs but dressed up as Palpatine. There you go. Now, I got yeah. something to do now. Thank you. That's going to be my cosplay already. <laughs> so is Plankton going to be Yoda? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But Megacon for certain, we're going to try and shoot for Supercon. I don't see anything really getting in the way. If anything, we probably would only do Saturday. 
Right. Um, as far as cosplays, like I said, either Knights of the Republic, uh, Je- Jedi Guardian. Uh, I want to try and finish off my Grey Warden, which is why I'm probably going to ask you, Cody, later on where you got the bodysuit. Because that's what I'm going to need probably for the under armor, for my armor. Oh, well, the, the bodysuit was actually custom painted. Oh, like you painted it? Like, or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, airbrushed, just like my Green Lantern suit. Um, it was airbrushed to have that design on it. it. It was just a normal morph suit. Holy crap. Here, I thought you had that, like, professionally printed in... Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, I wish. Uh, but, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, airbrushed to uh, give it that texture because I did because I put it all on and I was like, wow, it's just really flat under that. So I wanted to add some detail, really give it more, you know, depth to the character. So, no, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I can totally help you out with, you know, helping you up with your uh, piece. Yeah, this, um, I would definitely want to do, like, a 100% complete uh, Grey Ward outfit, because the one you guys saw is not even my final form. The <laughs> other <laughs> um, thing that I'm thinking about doing is, I don't think I'm having it ready for Megacon, but at least maybe Supercon, is I want to do a Marvel character I created, and that John's going to groan about, but ruin. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> it was basically, I, I got sick and tired of the way Eddie Brock was mistreated as far as Marvel writers, so I came up with my own symbiote-based character. So it would be part of the Spider-Verse. I'm thinking of either doing like the classic Spider-Man-ish look or uh, his new Heroes for Hire look. And I'm going to cosplay as a fucking Spider-Swatter. <laughs> you gotta go extra fam you gotta do like the remember the japanese live action spider-man yes <laughs> just do the fucking mecca from that yeah right <laughs> i'll do i'll do ruin but in that style where yeah, I, right. I have the actual like transformer for like a uh, power ranger style thing right right let's summon my own mecca yeah <laughs> steven do you have any plans for uh supercon like you what are you like planning on bringing to supercon uh don't get me started on that shit okay so friday <laughs> friday which actually i'm gonna have to read because i was looking at the super i was just looking on the on the supercon website to see what photo shoots they have uh-huh and to be honest the, the guests i'm really excited to see are mainly like you know the cast are, the girls from ruby mm-hmm. so like a lot of rooster stuff and they just announced it okay the the photo they haven't announced the times but the shoots at the same day it's on friday and it's like, oh, they're also doing a Nintendo photo shoot, and I was going to de- debut my WarioWare Warfare at that con. Well, I say debut, but since I'm go- I may be going to MobileCon in May, I might just bring it for that instead. Mm-hmm. But the point is, like, to go to the Ruby shoot, change, switch to Mario Warfare. <laughs> <sighs> There's that. And then Saturday, also for the other reason that SuperCons, I feel like it's going to become OverwatchCon. Because of all the guests they announced, and I've been wanting to do this for a while now you because be I main, yeah, Toberon, yes, because I main <laughs> him, and it's like Torberon, <laughs> Tambourine. You gotta, oh no, wait, that's a different character. You always go with all the funny names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw this really good Torberon uh, cosplay coming up. Uh, this dude uh, on Evil Ted's Foam Fanatics. It's Evil Ted's like fan page that we're. People just exchange ideas, and it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful Facebook site. I highly recommend anybody that wants to get into cosplay, start there. Um, there's a dude that made a Torbjorn uh, beard out of, like, um, mattress foam, and it's just so toony, and it's perfect. Boy, I don't know what you're talking about. Problem is, I, the only thing that's stopping me from doing this build is the beard. It was, it was definitely a big thing. What was it? Uh, just recent, the, the most recent Supercon, well, Supercon 2017. There was a dude that did a 
what what's his name? Something the Vast from How to Train Your Dragon, and he got the chair spotlight. And uh, he had this amazing beard that he made all out of like yarn. He, go, he went as Stoic. Yeah, Stoic the Vast. Nice. And uh, he made this beautiful beard that was like dreaded and like it looked like all like uh, turned around. It was just beautiful. It was all made out of like yarn. Today I was working on my newest uh, cosplay, which is actually the first cosplay I've actually ever really pulled out of uh, Pepecura. Ooh, I and I took I took the Pepecura file, uh, modified it to the point where I can make it out of foam, like EVA foam, mm-hmm. like how I built Mister Freeze's armor. Yeah, and I will be making a uh, Lex Luthor. It's war suit. Oh, nice! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a really. It's going to be a really big, crazy thing. I, I really can't wait. I just started putting together all the... Um, I just started cutting out all the things today and uh, started getting all the patterns all taped together. So hopefully sometime in like the next two or three weeks I can get it together so I can debut this thing over at Supercon. I can't wait to see it. Honestly, I, it, it, I. I, I, you know, we, we know we have you guys on Instagram and stuff like that. We'll definitely be following you guys out. We would love to get... Um, periodic updates from you guys just to see how your your projects are going and kind of like where you're at just to to keep in touch and kind of follow along all right well here's how here's how i plan out my cosplay uh step one plan it out like okay let's say supercon for example we're five months away step two procrastinate till maybe about two weeks before the show (laughs) this formula sounds very familiar Shut this up. con every every cos every cosplay every one of my cosplays is con crunch. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was actually gonna say that's that's very familiar to me in any level of school. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, see, my con crunch is always self inflicted for me. I'll sit there and like for my first Mister Freeze outfit I made, I actually decided like two weeks before the con, I'm like, you know what? I want to work in a fogger into the next piece so it actually fogs from the neck nice. and i was like all right let's do it and then i realized the ridiculous amount of work that had to go into it and i'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god and like i finished it just the day before i made the drive up to orlando to go to megacon how does how does that even work like okay are are there mini foggers that you're like installing kind of around your, your the base of your neck or like do you have a huge backpack that it's kind of incorporated into? Yeah, well, this uh, how it was actually put together, which I thought was just like an ingenious thing, is you have to – you get the um, capsule part of a vape pen, like where you put the liquid. Okay. You put a piece of plastic tubing attached to it after you solder the uh, positive and negative wires to the pieces like where they need to go. Um, so the current – so whenever you flip the switch, the current goes on and actually starts heating up the vape pen like it would, you know, while you're actually using it. Then you take a fish tank blower that, and you attach it to the other end of the tube, and you attach that again to the battery and everything. So whenever you flip the switch, it heats up the vape pen piece and turns on the blower and then blows it out of the vape pen. And then you just put fog juice inside the capsule. Instead of like the minty fresh whatever flavor, well. you get it. Your armor vapes. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, 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 yeah. My armor was the <laughs> sickest thing there, brah. I was gonna say, I saw, I saw someone do that similar. Well, we're gonna go back to Fallout for a second. Um, someone did the shish kebab from Fallout Four. <gasps> yeah, they actually used um, they actually used vape pens 
the e-cigarette pens to make it so they would steam up. And it looked mm-hmm. really, really that sweet. That is awesome. I wish I could have seen it. I mean, but is it hard to do? Because I was thinking about doing something similar for Torb when I have on his little, like, things on his back. Yeah. But it really wasn't that difficult. I mean, really, like, it was a real basic solder job. It was really basic connections. I mean, it was actually the first thing I've ever soldered because before that I had absolutely no experience soldering or wiring and everything like that. And the uh, information you can actually find online, just, you know, cosplay fogger, it's like literally a play-by-play of exactly how to do it. And I probably only spent about 60 bucks on the fogger. Yeah, the internet is just like an infinite wealth of knowledge. That's actually how I got into working with EVA foam. I didn't know the first thing what to do. Uh, I completely did the blind run of the pyro. It pretty much kind of fell apart, so I had to probably build that from scratch. But with the Great War outfit, I looked up, uh, that's where I learned about contact cement, uh, tricks as far as heating, the uh, EV, how to warp EVA foam using heat guns, hot gluing things together, the whole nine yards. And it's really amazing how cosplay can really bring out the creativity and resourcefulness out of some individuals. Like you just mentioned with the whole setup of the, the, the fog. And vape couple. pens. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a really unique way to kind of utilize some, some equipment that's already there. You know, and like the Mentat case that you came up with, Stephen, that was also pretty cool. And what? How did oh, you yeah. make the the jet uh, canister? Oh, I didn't. I actually bought that. There was a vendor at some of the brothers. Hey, I'll, I'll at least be honest. I'm I'm not perfect. Hey, um, I can always appreciate. If anything, like honesty. actually, a good example would be like how I did the rust. I can actually explain that very quick if you like. Sure, sure absolutely. absolutely. Well, I'm not gonna take full credit for this. I actually learned this from Kamui Cosplay. Because she has like a bunch of, oh, if you yeah, haven't seen her, yeah, she does a lot of great sh- stuff. And she has a lot of like cosplay workshop books that you can learn different things. I learned it, I think, from her advanced painting cosplay one. The one that has like her, her soul survivor on the cover, I think. I'd yeah. have to check. Basically, in a nutshell, it was using, I used um, water, I want, with the, I used. <laughs> words, iron, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, words. yeah, so I used iron shavings, like, you know what they use for, like, kids to show them how magnets work? Yeah. You know, maybe you can show them some juggalos, but the point is. No. <laughs> We've gone past that phase. <laughs> yep. They're never okay, going to teach them is, how they work. Yes. Basically, what I did was I got watered down glue. And like you know, put it on the parts of the armor where I wanted want the rust to be, and then I throw the iron shavings on, you know, so it, so eventually when it dries, you know, it's dried on, and then I get a mixture of salt, vinegar, and hydrogen peroxide, and then pour in a little, you know, mix the the parts ratio correctly, and then put in a little spritz bottle and spray it on, and then use like a little paintbrush to like smear it a bit. It's like like for the Route 66 sign, for example, because it was all white, because it was like one of those like replica ones you can buy like for like a kid's room. Um, I had to stain it because I used some of the rust liquid that was like running off and try to put it back on, like like kind of like basting a turkey. Yeah. To make sure it would stain properly, so then it would get like that rusty color that I want. You gotta yeah, love yeah, the, the the techniques where you can use terms like baste a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is expensive. How how to explain to whenever I go to CVS, I have to buy like because um, I have to. It's like one three five, and it's like so much oh. fucking hydrogen peroxide I gotta buy. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. No yeah. Whenever I did my uh, glowing ghoul cosplay in spiked armor at a uh, holiday Matsuri. I uh I did the same exact technique that you're talking about, Stephen. There was the uh the iron powder that you know Kamui Cosplay was using, and it was a fantastic technique, and people love it. And uh, no, yeah, it was definitely a. Re- 
ridiculous amount of like spraying and hydrogen peroxide and just all that work went into it. But it, but your piece really just comes out beautifully too, dude. I mean, like really, I admire your Fallout 4 character. Well, technically Fallout New Vegas, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's why you tried to smack me with a sword because I said Fallout New Vegas was garbage. I mean, I'm not gonna shit on Fallout 4. I mean, I enjoyed it as a. I feel like it was. It's better as a shooter, like as a Fallout game. It was meh. Yeah. Because it felt watered down, which I guess I can understand if they're trying to go for like a broader appeal. Appeal. Uh, appeal. <laughs> they're going for a broader audience. Yeah. You know, because you know, God forbid, Scott, uh, Todd Howard releases Skyrim again for like the infinite the time. time. Yeah. No, no. Fallout, <laughs> Fallout New Vegas is a great game. Um, Fallout Three is kind of my favorite out of the two. I know that's kind of blasphemy amongst the Fallout uh, community. It's not as bad as four, though. If you say, yeah, if you say you love four, then that's that's when you really get a beating. But no, uh, <laughs> the bumper sword, though, again, fantastic work on that. It looks it looks like it's a real bumper sword. Like you just pull yanked it right out of the game. I kind of like the thing is what I like to do is I kind of like to go extra when it comes to a lot of my costumes. You don't say. <laughs> no, I don't totally. <laughs> uh, but the thing is that when I saw, I was trying to see if maybe what other people have done with it, and I've seen the very few that I've seen. They've scaled it down. Like, they'll make it reasonable. Oh, that's a shame. I mean, which is understandable. It's not like um, you have to find a friend that's willing to drive you with your fucking eight-foot sword and all the way to fucking... <laughs> yeah. I, I know that pain with the pyro flamethrower. That's the same thing that happened to me. We had to rent a van. Well, it's a good thing that the group I went with <laughs> yeah. rented a van to begin with. And they didn't rent the van for me, but it just worked out. <laughs> and it, it, just seeing this thing go from all the way in the back all the way up to the front while we're driving. Almost it, it the windshield. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm all oh. for two scale as well. And the, the, the Pyro's flamethrower is unfortunately massive. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah, because like when I debuted this initially for Paradise City like two years ago, I want to say. It was like 2016, I think. I'd have to check. Point is, when I debuted it, um, I had a, I was going up with some friends, and she was asking, "Oh, how, how big is this prop? Is it like five or six feet? No, it's eight feet." And he's like, "Oh, you're joking? No." <laughs> so, because we had we were taking like five people, um, yeah. Because in context, if you were there, I want to say two years ago at that event, that um, she, uh, my fr- um Isabel Scott, also known as Hatu uh, Cosplay, she did um she did like the Widowmaker pre-order skin. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And then she had a friend that did May and a friend that did like a gender, a gender bend junk rat, um, cosplayers are lady makeup siren and prop troopers. So they were having all that stuff in the back. And then we were figuring out how we're going to put the sword on the car. And we decided, Oh, let's just tie it to the roof. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. We had to get, oh, I had to go, geez. I had to go get a uh, bungee cord and. Th- oh man, I would have been terrified of it, like tearing through the wind resistance. I mean. Here's what I I mean. So would it be too bad? I covered the sword in like two or three trash bags. Uh, to weigh okay, it down. That yeah, that that might work. Well, to, and just the, to kind of capture in the, the context, it was stormy that day. Oh, oh. So yeah, good thing that you had the garbage bags on top of it too. Then yeah, <laughs> yeah. God bless Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> but um, pretty much we had to actually pull over twice because we were scared like the sword was getting loose. Yeah, I think that would be the big fear. It would be fair. This was like on the I-95 on like on a really stormy day, so it wasn't really that safe. Could you imagine filing that to your insurance company that was like, I don't know, a freaking bumper thing just flew right out of my car. 
I hope they don't. I hope they don't run the plates. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, just run. Keep on going. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, that's what they told me. They told me if, they, if it fell off, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was it actually your plate? No, I actually bought it on Etsy. All right, cool. I was about to say, like, I I my plate. That, I would yeah. freak the fuck out. Like, no, nope, we're not leaving that shit. Yeah. <laughs> no witnesses. Very true. It's like Hitman. There's no witnesses. <laughs> But point is, um, yeah, we had to tie it up to the roof. It was about an hour. We had to pull over twice. And then we found out, oh, it could have just fit in through the center. Womp womp. Yeah. <laughs> and we all have those experiences, you know, just trying to, to figure out how we're going to transport this gear somewhere. You know, one one way or form. Uh, you, know? you gotta make it work. Yeah, you gotta make it work somehow. For, for the love of the cosplay. For the love of yes, the con. for the love of the cosplay. Hashtag mm-hmm. con life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cosplay struggles. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. So basically this past year, actually I've done this for two years now. First year I did it as, um, I did a chair, a video game stream for Extra Life, which is an organization that brings gamers together to raise monies for, raise money for various children's hospitals in the Children's Miracle Network. So, um, I actually, when I did it for my first year, I did it, I tried to do a playthrough of New Vegas. Of doing Honest Hearts. No, not Honest Hearts. I'm sorry. The Sierra Madre. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the name of the DLC? Oh, yeah. Dead Money, basically. And I made it a thing where it's like, if I die, I take a shot of, like, of like rum. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> there you go. And then Dead Money, you're, that's going to happen fairly often with the gas and the ghouls. Yeah. I, I began it. That rum bottle had to begin again when I ran out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, you, in other words, I mean, I'm not much for rum, but you were just making sure the party... Was going for a good cause. <laughs> exactly. I think I raised about almost two hundred dollars that year. Nice. nice. And then, and then, Ooh. funny story. I actually quit halfway because you know, I did, I was wasn't feeling well. And then, while drunk, I went to another group stream. And for some stupid reason, I was joking about this. You know, you have those friends that you'd love to like, just love to hate. Mike. Like it's neutral. <laughs> like neutral bullying. Oh, yes, Mike. <laughs> we, we mess with Mike all the time. It's just how how the friendship goes. He, he brings it upon himself, and we give him a couple of whacks to bring him back down to earth. Yep. <laughs> okay, so point is, what happened was, I was like, oh, um, you should shave your head for the kids. It's like, no, okay, if you donate two hundred dollars right now, I'll do it. It's like, okay, fine. Yeah. Whoa. There you go. Yeah, um, that was a wake up call. I did not. Re- I mean, it was for the kids. I don't regret it, but it's like uh, someone called you on your bluff. No, I I fucking donated that money. What are you talking about? That's oh no no, no 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 yeah yeah that's what that's what I meant is like someone's like you won't donate two hundred dollars and you're like draw me bitch yeah, yeah, right. watch me do it like hold my beer hold yeah, exactly <laughs> hold my bottle of rum hold my rum <laughs> <laughs> shit why the rum gone I know <laughs> and that's when Stephen realized he made a huge mistake I mean and he I'm looking at it in the chat and he's reacting like no no he's not actually. They're actually doing it, and and you just hear like the applaud from the people that were in the room with him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then actually, this actually ties in for this year because this is the for this past year because I did it as a group with a, with a community group I run called Ruby Cosplayers of Southeast Florida. Um, we're basically just like a um, a community group for a, a Rooster Teeth group, that community group that runs like meetups around down here in South Florida, mm-hmm. Southeast Florida. But basically, we did we tried the whole twenty five hour thing. It was a fucking ordeal. Like, just like <laughs> starting at like 9 a.m. and finishing at 9 a.m. the next day. 
I'm sure that's why when we go to attempt it, we're probably going to have to baton past that. It's like, all right, I'm going to run it. Okay, John, your turn. Yeah, okay. but I, I think that that's the advantage that we have because we can go, you know, it, it's a it's a marathon stream, but we can pass it off to each other instead of just having one person Iron Man it out, you know? I mean, if we were talking way back when, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, um, basically what happened was... When we did do it, we also had a bunch of like in, um, incentive goals. Like people would do stupid shit. Yeah, yeah. Like for example, one of the if you had, um one of the things was like eating ghost peppers. Ooh. Live. <laughs> Anthony. Um, no. <laughs> so the thing I thought of called like the Taco Bell challenge was to eat like a box of like you know those the twelve Taco Pack. Mike. Yeah. yeah. They eat it as fast <laughs> as you can, and the Mike. loser had to die. This was like for our four hundred twenty dollar goal. Yeah. And we're like, hey, you know, if you lose, you got to donate $4.20. Okay, mm-hmm. nice. And yeah, no, the- I like these ideas, though. Kind of like the incentive for, for both the staff and for, for the guests. I would probably do something to where if we make it to, like, $100 or $150, I'll delete my Monster Hunter character. Yeah! <laughs> I'll download I'll do it right now. <laughs> I don't even have $100, and I'll do it right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll put part of my, my prize winnings from uh, Comic-Con Revolutions. I'll throw it on there. There you go. <laughs> Dude, what I was going to say, um, basically, one of the big ones I did, actually, I did shave my head for that. That's cool. And See, we did that all live. Things. Me being a person who doesn't have much hair on the head anyways, that wouldn't be the, the biggest uh, thing. I'd have to get paid and, like, someone would have to donate big for me to, like, shave off my beard and look like a child again. <laughs> I mean, I did it. I would have put it higher, but I did it because the whole because I did the whole two hundred dollar thing the year before. It's like okay, you know, the homage to that. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. You see, I wish I could do that. My head's already completely shaved. There you go. Exactly. Just, we'll, just well, uh, like, like what happened was like I have a really bad receding hairline and a bald spot in the back of my head, and I told myself while growing up, hey, if it starts affecting my confidence, I'm gonna shave off my hair because I refuse to let. You know, my physical appearance like that really, like, affect how the way I perceive myself and my own self were. So I, like, one day I realized while I was at work, I was walking with my head down. I was like, well, why am I walking with my head down? And it was because of my bald spot in the back of my head. I'm like, well, got to take it off. Yep. And I took it off. And I haven't looked back because now I've... Now I could do a really good Mr. Freeze cosplay and a really good Lex Luthor cosplay. There you go, absolutely. <laughs> you could do you could do a Professor X. You could do exactly anybody with a helmet. Oh, Magneto. <laughs> Any character with a helmet. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, well, you see, like I actually have a really big cosplay that I'm actually currently in the works for. It's actually fully edited and fully down and this will actually be the first time i'm actually publicly announcing that i'll be actually making this outfit you heard it here first on ready comics roll <laughs> exactly um i'm actually going to be working on the goblin mech from world of warcraft holy crap let me see yeah. how that looks because i don't play well <laughs> well what it is it is basically an eight foot tall a little bit taller than that um yes, giant mech that has a big goblin's uh, face on the chest. I will actually be doing face prosthetics to make my face look like a goblin, and then I'll make a little body that's actually sitting in the in the uh, mech's cockpit, right? looking like it's controlling the mech. This will be a full-size, stilt-walking costume with LEDs, foggers, sound effects. This nice. is going to be like one of my big pieces that I'm ever actually going to create. And you know who you could talk to? As far as uh, getting help with that, if you wanted to, I think his name was Uber's Cosplay. 
He's the yeah, ben. Yeah, yeah, Ben. Oh, okay, so you already know him. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben. Uh, then there's Thomas. Uh, he is from Extreme Costumes. Extreme Costumes. He's one of the first people that did the giant Reinhardt life-size cosplays. I've actually talked to him, a man and after he's my helped heart. me out. And uh, Thomas has actually helped me out a lot about coming up with the ex- the uh, inner skeleton of it, so the whole piece doesn't collapse on me. Yeah, that's gonna be important. I'll be making like the uh, Trek Two BlizzCon for this thing. Nice. No, that, 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 yeah, if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna build something like that, absolutely take the show. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think as far as my cosplay end goals, one of the major things I wanted to do was the level three Isaac engineer armor for Dead Space, or mm. for like a giant outfit, either an angry marine from 40k. Oh, nice. Or. Uh, because I'm also a big fan of Fallout, I want to do a custom uh, power armor set, or at least heavy combat armor. One of those two. Oh, uh, yeah. Custom what? You cut off there. Oh, uh, custom heavy combat armor. Oh, okay. It, or uh, power. You can or make power that pretty armor. easily. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not so bad. The, the power armor is going to, I think, is going to be the trickier one for me. I know there's pep files for the T45 from Fallout Three. At least you could find them places like the 405th. Yeah, I've I've seen some of those. That's uh, I'm gonna just, I'm, I'm gonna keep practicing. I'm gonna ramp myself up for it. That's yeah, like that's think, an right, end game for me. I think my end game, like if like it would be my last cosplay. Like if I had to stop, honestly, it would be Liberty Prime. Yeah, yeah. Liberty Prime. You, you and I were talking about badass. that. Like I want to just find a. I mean, I probably would scale it to about eight feet realistically. Yes, because ah, if you make a twenty foot cosplay, yeah. <laughs> No, I just want to throw nukes and splear uh, propaganda about the Chinese. <laughs> As we all, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think. I don't think I've had a, a vision for anything that far out or that grand yet. Um, just because I've only done a little bit, a little bit of things here and there. I, I think my eye is just on the prize. I, I like a lot of stuff with Star Wars. So to kind of create, you know, my my Mandalorians or my Sith or just kind of keep with the good Imperial themed stuff, then that that's kind of where my realm of not just comfort, but, you know, happiness comes from. <laughs> I don't know if I could go do something super massive. But... I would say work your way up. Cause yeah. Don't, I mean, if you can go ham from the beginning, go for it. But right. if you it's, sometimes it's better to stay where you're comfortable. And if you feel like you're ready to make that next step, then go for it. True. I think we should at least in the future try and get uh, work out an uh, Imperial Knight outfit. Oh, absolutely. Like, it just first off, I would love to buy or at least build an actual, like, uh, working lightsaber that has, like, all the, the sound effects and the light up. And that, that would be great. I got my buddy Jeremy with Acme Sabers. He could actually probably help us out on that. Oh, great. Basically, long story short, we ended up raising close to over a thousand two hundred dollars. All right. So all of that went to Nicholas Children's Hospital in Miami, Florida, cool. because it's because they're the only hospital in the Children's Miracle Network on that list because the rest are in Central North Florida. Well, that's an awesome charity, dude. That was that's really cool, you know, for you to be able to work that kind of money up. Yeah, that's that's a hefty chunk of change too for. Uh... <laughs> A great cause. Absolutely. I mean, this just shows you that this just shows you that you know, in in a community such as this, you know, with, perfect example. You know, we're 
here at Ready Comics Roll talking to two great individuals who, uh, you know, have really been telling us stories about helping out in the community and doing these great causes. So, yeah, and it just really goes to show. I mean, because there, there's a lot of negativity. Of course, we've discussed. Well, I don't say a lot. There's a fair amount of negativity, as well as the uh, great shining examples of people within the community, and it's definitely people like you guys and uh, what we're trying to do, and what a lot of other people are trying to do, trying to not only uplift the community, but just other people and just people in general. I'm almost kind of tripping up on my words here. Right. Words. Yes. 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 <laughs> but just the idea that, yeah, it's like a virus. It spreads. <laughs> but again, just being able to give back to the community to show, uh, because, you know, sometimes people have a negative light of gamers and, and just people who have nerdy hobbies that there's a lot that we can accomplish and there's a lot of good that we can do. No. Yeah. You see, I, 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 that's something that I've always like tried to break that stigma of is that people think that nerds can't do stuff or some people think, you know, like a certain aspect of a person can, can't do something because they're fandom or because of how they act or something. I mean, in high school, I was the school president. I was the, I was the popular one. I knew everybody and I actually never ever thought that I'd ever be cosplaying at all. I always was told, you know, oh, you got to be tall, dark, and handsome. You need to be skinny. You need to have short, spiky hair, clean-shaven face all growing up. Short sh- Boy, are you trying to be Guy Fieri right now? But so, like, I was told, you know, that's the only way that I can be, and that's how I can be professional and popular and stuff. And I realized doing that stressed me out so much and once I graduated high school, I started figuring out who I really wanted to be. And it's, I wanted to be a nerd. And at the same time, I wanted to help people. And cosplay has such a huge capability of doing that. And even though cosplay to the world is still fairly new, you know, becoming mainstream and now it's starting to get more popularity kind of thing, I think we have really just begun this cosplay, you know, revolution, really, uh, because I believe cosplay still hasn't even remotely close, has hit, like, its epitome of what it can do for the world and its community. Absolutely. Well, you know, with all this talk about cons and cosplay and things like that, um, we really want to make sure that people out there know what kind of scheduling and what, you, you know, you guys are planning for, be- uh, you know, the coming future. So if you would, you know, let us tell uh, tell us a little bit about what you're planning for your schedule. Okay. Um, I would say for my upcoming shows I'm attending, um, I will be going to Miami Comic Con on March 10th in, in the Miami Airport Convention Center. I'm actually going to be doing a panel there with two other friends of mine, um, Bruno's – I think it's Bruno's Cosplay and Catalina Dressing Cosplay. We're doing a panel for Quiplash 2. That's a fun game. We've, yeah, so we're going to do like a – since it has like a custom episode thing, we're going to do like a convention-themed playlist. Nice. And we – we let's see how how uh, how successful Wink Wink. Oh, what Wink. am I kidding? It's going to be a fucking train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> if you, play, be, if you plan for train wreck, it ends with excellence. Yeah, it's like <laughs> – Oh my, I want to make a, no, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> and then after that, um, the, the, I guess the next two or three shows would be Hatsume Fair. I haven't decided the costume for that. And actually, I'll, we'll announce this now because I haven't announced it yet because I was kind of debating if I'm going to announce it, but 
fuck it, I'll do it here. Um, I will be trying to go to MomoCon in Atlanta, Georgia in May. Cool. Alongside uh, Yusuf Cosplay and Issa, I mean, Hatuka, I can't pronounce her name. I'm going with a couple of friends. We're going to MomoCon all the way in Georgia. So this is actually my second out-of-state convention, which the first one was RTX this past year. Oh, nice. And nice. That, was, that was fun. I and can actually, only imagine. I actually had a story about that, but that's for another time. <laughs> and there will be another time, trust me. This won't be the last Rip. time we have you guys on here. Oh, you're, oh yeah. you're, you're dumping me? Yeah. <laughs> I said it's not the last time. No, that, 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 that's what you always hear before you dump them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then uh, yeah, after that, probably whenever they announce OutCon and then Super. That's currently my plans. Okay, great. Thank you very cool. much. And Cody, uh, wh- where can people see you in the in the future uh, conventions? I know as of next weekend, I will be going over up to Orlando to Omni Fandom Expo. Uh, going to be heading on up there. It seems like it's going to be a fun little con. I love going up to Orlando anyway, so it's just a win-win for me. Uh, I'm going to have some fun over there. I'm going to be bringing Mr. Freeze. I'm actually going to be uh, showing off some new things. I actually, I actually made a, a giant freeze gun like uh, the Schwarzenegger uh style freeze gun so i'm gonna have this just this giant gun that's just gonna look beautiful i can't wait to show it off yeah Very i cool. think i saw a, a in cool. progress picture for that yeah yeah um then i will be i'm definitely i think i'm actually gonna be then i'm gonna try try to go over to uh miami where steven is headed on over i think it'd be fun and then oh, uh, you're, you're gonna come down here too for where uh for what for the con oh miami comic con you're coming here too oh yeah i'd like to try it's gonna be on it's only a, it's a saturday and sunday i think i'm only gonna be there saturday yeah i think what is it yeah yeah i don't think i'll be able i mean it's really just a shot up in the air but if i can make it i love going to any con that i can i just i have so much fun at cons uh but then i do think i might be going on a slight hiatus on cons for a little bit because I want to uh, be working on my new Lex Luthor outfit to debut at Supercon in five months. Oh, okay. Understandable. Uh, so yeah. we're going to miss you and make you'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's basically all I got going on until I find out that there's some con in like two weeks. And I'm like, wait, I can throw them back together. And then I'll run over to that. <laughs> con life. That's what it comes down yeah, to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You find out that there's some other con happening right down the street. And you're like, all right. Yeah, that's kind of my planning for cons. <laughs> oh, you do go to Miami Comic Con. Anyone, just feel free to say happy birthday because I'm actually going to be turned. Well, that's going to be my technically my birthday weekend. I'm going to be turning 25. Oh, well, happy early birthday. Happy yeah, early so birthday. I'm getting ready for my quarter life crisis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 you know, it's, it's filled with uh, hills and valleys, let me tell you. <laughs> as someone who's already gone through their quarter life pr- crisis <laughs> so when, when do i get to the, the hot the red sports car yeah <laughs> those are things that you, you hope it's a midlife right <laughs> <laughs> and before we roll things out for this episode there is definitely one more thing we definitely want to bring up cody would you like to do the honors yeah well this past weekend we lost somebody that uh was really really adamant into our community. Her name was Wyoming. She was a beautiful soul, an awesome person. I had the pleasure of getting to meet her at cons. She also did fight nights at the South Florida Fairgrounds in West Palm Beach. 
and uh, she was she was really uh, just a sight to behold. Really, she she always had a positivity around her, despite what you know was going on in you know the personal lives. And you know, we all have our our demons that we don't really talk about, you know, openly to other people. And unfortunately, her demons got the best of her this past weekend. Um, she unfortunately committed suicide. Uh, so I really wanted to really take this moment to really stress to people that if this, if that mentality really starts taking over or the, the voices are really speaking, uh, talk to somebody, talk to a friend, talk to family, talk to a professional. And we also have the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is one 800 Two seven three eight two five five. Um, she was a friend to a lot of people, and I mean, me just finding out that Stephen even knew her, I, I just think is incredible. We all knew her, and I haven't talked to anybody else, you know, before this, and just to find out that she had so many likenesses, it's how diverse she was. Yeah, that she's um she's been around in the cosplay community for so long, been like helping out with events with Anime EY as well. Like I actually did cosplay with her when I did when I joined um and when I did that Mario Warfare group a couple years ago when I mm. joined in because it wasn't my group but um she was actually part of it she was our Toadette and, I've never seen those photos yeah and it's like um you know there's always this stuff in the funny stories like um we were talking about drinking at cons and then she made a joke about oh what about smoke and then she said something about oh what about smoke and I'm like what kind of drink is smoke and she just laughs at me and then it clicks like oh okay no I'm good. <laughs> So it's like, you know, those little things that, um, you know, you gotta hold on to those memories. Cause, you know, it was once said that sometimes the saddest pe the pe the saddest people are often the ones that smile the brightest. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, it's, you know, it, honestly, it's hard to believe what had happened because considering I had spoken to Wyoming on that Saturday at Pop, at Comic Con Revolution and, and to hear that a couple weeks, because I she said she was gonna move, like she was going to the UK. And I talked to her friends. He's like, yeah, because she was. I think it was something related to life or something. I don't remember what was the reason. I can't remember right now. I'm still um trying to cope. But point is, and I thought there was like, okay, so she would probably left early on a trip. And then I start seeing the pictures and everything else. Like, oh wait, what's going on here? And it's like, oh my god. Yeah, it really just wasn't. I wasn't ready for it either, dude. And honestly, it's, you know, it's hard. Like, depression is no joke. I mean, we, nowadays, you know, some people joke about it ironically. I'll admit, I'm even guilty of doing that, too. But when you see these people that, actually, like, actually have these problems and, you know, they don't have any person to go talk to or they don't have a, you know, it's, sometimes it's hard to find the signs. It's, you don't know until it's too late. Yeah, my my only recommendation for anybody that would be listening would have to be always listen to people. Sometimes people just need to be heard out. You know, they, they need to be listened to. And if, and I mean, it really doesn't hurt just to message somebody on Facebook and just be like, Hey, you okay? Or how, how's your day going? Or how you doing? You know, just ask somebody, are they cool? And a lot of times you'd be surprised. People would be like, actually, you know what? I've been having a hard time. And uh, I recently did that today, and my friend said thank you so much. He was also a friend of Wyoming, and 
he's having a really hard time coping with it. And I just said, Wait. hey, dude, how you doing? It's, it's hard because I know, um, wow, this is, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to believe she's gone. Like, it really is. And I know one yeah. of the last things she told me was, because about the whole trip thing, that she has a friend of hers, John, that, she, that he does also the panels for EY. And mm-hmm. since she was worried that he would need help with the panels, he told asked she asked me like you know to help out whenever I can. And you know what? I'm gonna use that as her final message to honor her memory. I'm gonna do what I. I'll see if I can. Sub, I'm gonna if the EY has panels they need me to help out with, I will help them out in the best mic that I can. And I will also try to submit some of my own, especially ones that could kind of honor her memory, mm-hmm. like the things that she likes, like you know like boobs. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, she she was she was definitely a spirit, man. There's there's yeah. just there's a spirit about her that was just infectious, man. It just it just like overtook you, and you just sat there and you're like, wow, this girl has a lot of energy that you just really did not see coming. Yeah, and I believe they're doing um they're doing like a memorial thing on Sunday, right? Yes, they are. Yep, yep. Over at the uh, South Florida Fairgrounds on the Green Hill right behind the um, Perfect Vodka Amphitheater, the, where we actually enter for the fight nights. I think it's gate four or gate six. Uh, we will be meeting up there around 7 p.m. It's semi-formal, so like a button-down if you're due to decent dress if you're a female. Or, you know, it's 2018, really, wear whatever you want. Uh, but... Yeah, it's a candle lighting for her, you know, in memory for, you know, her character over at South Florida Fairgrounds, over at the Fright Nights, and, you know, just an overall just awesome person she is. Yeah, I would love to go, but unfortunately I can't go because of work, and I really does, like, it, it pains me because I would like to at least help bring closure, I guess is the right way of saying it, but... Hey man, you know, you're doing you're doing this right here, you know, you're doing a shout-out and you're trying to raise awareness for suicide you know, prevention. So, you know, if anything, that's something that she would love to hear you doing anyway. So this is good, you know, for you to do. Absolutely. I I think, um, with that being said, uh, we, we really thank both of you and kind of speaking on her behalf and kind of bringing some awareness to all of this. Um, and for, for a quick, you know, for a moment, we would like to, Take a moment of silence um, and help and just kind of remember her. Of course. Let's do this. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was a little choked up. It's Um, it's fine. And I didn't even even really know her, but that this... Yeah, the thing is, like, when it comes to costuming, it's kind of like a, for most people, it's kind of like a second family. There's some people that may have, you know, they may have problems with their current family, or they probably don't even have a family. Maybe they're adopted, for example. And it's like, and this communities can be, um, embrace people, you know, you see someone like a brother, you know, like a sister, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I'm, I'm, again, deeply sorry for your guys' loss. I didn't have the pleasure of getting to to know Wyoming. Uh, Funny enough, though, she was a major part of quite a few different circles that I've been a part of. So it's surprising that I never had the opportunity to meet her. And I definitely feel like the world is, you know, the lesser for her passing. 
and I greatly appreciate having you both on here and also for taking time to have this memorial for her. Hey, thank you for having us. It's been an honor. It's been an honor on this side, guys. Thank you. So I think um, with that being said, we are going to roll out for the evening. Again, on behalf of the Ready Comics Roll crew, we just want to thank both of you again, Stephen and Cody, um, for coming on, um, doing this show with us. Um, Again, remembering a friend of your guys and many out there in the cosplay community. Um, And I think the only thing we can say is, you know, that please make sure that if you need any kind of assistance, make sure you call that suicide line hotline uh, for any kind of help. And we just want to thank you again for, for listening. So if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Also ding that bell for future videos. And remember, we're not just on YouTube. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, and maybe, if we're lucky, possibly Spotify. As always, we'd love to hear from the rollers as well as the rest of the community. Let us know what you love about cosplay or some of your favorite costumes that you've either created or you've seen other cosplays wear down in the comments below. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all the other social media listed in the description. Head on over to our Discord channel so you can talk to the crew and other rollers about cosplay, cons, conventions, events, everything in the area. Tell us what's going on. Follow us on Twitch for random live streams of Monster Hunter and maybe a few other games throughout the week. And remember, if you want to see this channel grow, please head over to Patreon and become a patron today. It's always appreciated.